2: Yikes! Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing rubber frogs. Just like Bubba said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got 'em all day Y'all seen the block? Stop in one hand. And Pat me trust, it's fire has the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network.
3: Welcome into the latest episode of 5 on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. We are so excited to be hosting this NBA Finals edition of post-game 5 on the Floor. We come to you directly after the Miami Heat's thrilling Game two victory up in Denver, 111 108. It ended on, in the gutsiest way. Everybody said that they had no answers for all of this, and the Heat found answers. And we're going to talk about those answers that they found. We're going to talk about the fact that Spo is a wizard, as a commenter just said. Tonight's floor plan. It's Game 2 Reaction. With me, we have Alex Toledo. Follow him on Twitter at Tropical Blanket. And we have Brady Hawk. Follow him on Twitter at BradyHawk305. Again, I'm Greg Sylvander. We have Manny Chang on the ones and twos. Before we get into any of the fun stuff from Game 2, though, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. She's probably in the comments right now. That is Insurance by Lynette. A, aggressive insurance is the number. It's an insurance broker agency with over uh, 15 years of experience offering auto, homeowners, condo, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service to all clients, representing all the leading insurance carriers throughout South Florida. So if you have... bad driving record no problem no driver is refused free phone quotes so if you give her a call 954-581-8800 or go to the website insurancebylinette.com that's with two n's and two t's insurancebylinette.com she's on instagram facebook twitter probably in the comments like i said below because she's a huge heat fan check her out a aggressive insurance the official sponsor of our post game shows Heat Vols comes in with a uh, quick $1.99 super chat donation. We appreciate it. And he says, we are really fine. We really are fine, Greg. We're fine.
2: For Heat Vols to say that, man. We're fine.
3: Here's my big takeaways. And then I'm going to let Alex and Brady tell y'all all all about how the hell it happened. I'm just going to tell you my reaction to it. For the Heat to come back from, from that first game, flip the script on the game plan and find a way to get for Jokic to be the primary scorer and say, get yours. And for that to work, and for the three-point shooting to come around, for Gabe Vincent to have so much guts that I don't even know where he's going to conjure up any more guts, because how could you have any more guts than the amount of guts Gabe Vincent has? Bam out of bio with an absolute masterclass on the basketball court. I thought that there were stretches where Duncan Robinson um, left – the nuggets befuddled. And I thought that there were also parts of this game where Jimmy Butler stepped up in big ways, although it was inefficient. I liked that. He started to get aggressive all in all every Miami heat championship I've ever witnessed. And I've witnessed them all. I don't have to be that old to do that. Uh, This is how this works, right? You may lose game one. You don't get down about it because you know it's a long series. They go. They get game two. They get the split they needed. They head back to Miami with the boost of Tyler Hero coming back on their home floor. This is setting up perfectly. This game was the recipe to beating this team. Brady, I come to you first because you have your takeaways likely published on fivereasonsports.com where you can read Brady Hawk, Mateo Mayorga with free content, the best heat content in that market. Brady Hawk, big takeaways from game two, the big victory, but especially the guts from the guys down the stretch.
4: Yeah, so I'll say from starters, like it sounded cliche, I think, after game one, hearing the same stuff over and over. It was like, oh, you got good looks, you got open shots. And then you see the way this game opens up immediately where it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that that really was the case. Max Schroes just knocking down his open triples off slip screens, Gabe getting to his spots on the pull-up, and it was like, oh, okay. And then you see the roller coaster of a game where they go on Jokic minutes, take over for Denver. Miami, all of a sudden, their offense looks atrocious. Uh, But before we even get into any of that type of stuff, you said initial takeaways. And I don't think we could start anywhere else other than Duncan Robinson. They're sitting there into a fourth quarter, where Jimmy looks non existent at that point. He looks like, how, how are you thinking you're going to will yourself down the stretch when Jimmy looks like this? You go down eight heading into the fourth quarter. Duncan comes out, throws a pump fake, step aside three. Then he gets the next possession, gets the ball, drives baseline and one. Uh, then he hits, he gets the, they get like a foul on the ground. He gets the ball on the right wing, like calms, like calms the, the team down, says, I'm going to hold the ball, let's calm down. Decides to take a deep right wing three, knocks it down. It was nine points in like a minute. Uh, and then I think the next play, he, he cuts back door off a screen, draws two defenders, gave Vincent three, and then he drives to the basket, gets a tough bucket, like a real tough contact layup, and is over here throwing his hands up, flexing and mean mugging people. And it was like, OK, this is something insane, <laughs> because like when you have that type of mental flip where you have a role player like that stepping up in that way and turning the tides in that way, it was like, that's just an insane thing to see from a guy and then you mentioned some of the other we could go down the list of this roster of the guys that stepped up because it was there was so many of them that were instrumental uh but gabe vincent you said was was big time just the fact that he steps up into this role once again it's like pull-ups catch and shoot shots but like gutsy plays defensively doing things and then bam on a bio i'm just i don't think we've seen him fully control games like we've seen in this final specifically, like, this has been his best series so far, in my opinion, just with the way he's controlled everything. Like, he's having to control pace, pushing the pace down the floor, running their offense, scoring at a high clip, all while defending Jokic on the other end one-on-one. Like, if you think of the most difficult job there is on a Basel court, it is that guy, Bam, on a when he's doing it in such incredibly high level. Uh, and before we get to everything else, because I know we'll get into specifics, the last thing I'll say is I said after game one, heading into game two, when we were talking about this in the last podcast, I said. Spo needs to get weird. Like, he needs to just do stuff out of the ordinary because that's what you need to do against a team like this. Well, for one, he changed up the starting lineup, which we'll, we'll talk about that was big time. But the other thing is, we, on paper, it makes no sense to go zone against this Nuggets team. In the like, zero sense. He does it, and it looks incredible. Like, they, it totally flattens them out. It, it ruins their ball movement. It took Jokic out of his spots. It was just an incredible game from so many different guys and it's just funny to be at this point because we we go back to the first round and we sit on these post game shows and it's jimmy 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 and then now it's we're sitting here on them and we're talking about every single other player on the team before we even talk about jimmy and that's when you know you have a good team on your hands that you're talking about late in the playoff
3: yeah that's so true because you're seeing so many other guys come through with gigantic contributions even max Struess early Um, I thought that the way that he started this game after having such a putrid game one to come out and rebound from that mentally, it showed you that was a little microcosm of what was going to happen at a macro level from this entire team. Alex, I want your initial takeaways just like you got from myself and from Brady Hawk, but Brady alluded to something that I I do want to. Uh, get your thoughts on, and that was the adjustment that Spo made to bring Kevin Love into the starting lineup. What you saw differently early in the game that led to them. Um... Not like, I think we all understood that this couldn't be a game where I've been calling these things that Denver does, where they score a bunch of offensive points in a really small amount of time, avalanches, they couldn't start the game with an avalanche. Well, the heat were the ones who hit first, and then they ended up still finding ways to get back in this game after being down by as many as 15. So I'm interested from your reactions about it all, but specifically the adjustment made with Spolstra going to Kevin Love in the starting lineup.
2: Big time adjustment, man. And honestly, I said, you know, just talking to friends before the game that I don't know how much I even expected Spo to make this change. Not because it didn't make sense or anything like that, because I was on record saying I'm good with Love or Highsmith starting tonight, and I wanted to see it. But Spo is typically one who I think will wait till just a little bit later in the series, right? I I wasn't expecting him to change it after one loss. Um, But I'm like, I I thought it was the right move to make. I think it ended up allowing or excuse me, not allowing some of those easy baskets at the rim that the Nuggets were getting in the first half. I mean, look, they, they ended up containing some of that stuff in the second half of game one by not switching those actions in general. But you didn't have to worry so much about that with Love out there. And, you know, we talked specifically, me, I talked about just having Love out there as somebody who could guard Jokic and have Bam roaming. They didn't necessarily do that. He, he was really guarding Aaron Gordon most of the time to start off the halves. And I liked what he did a lot, man. Like he is just, honestly, I was saying on playback, which by the way, another, you know, great time. Once again, we're there for every game. Watch with us, playback.tv slash five RSN. I'm always going to plug it. It's a good time. And people come out every game, great energy. And, you know, it's better than watching along with social media, which can be miserable at times when things aren't going great. Um, Sorry for going off tangent there. But Kevin Love, I was saying on playback, felt like he gave you, he gave you it more, on the defensive end tonight than on offense. And that's a crazy thing to say, not because he had a pretty decent offensive game. Like he did what he needed to, but on defense, he was there. And that's, that's what I feel the best about, right? Like he is very good at once he's already kind of hovering around the paint, getting to a spot. If he sees the drive coming, he obviously is going to struggle in space versus smaller guys, but they're not letting those um, switches happen. And he's generally holding his ground. I think very well. He's giving. He's obviously giving you the charges throughout this playoff run. Always been very good at that. And he is just very good at getting to the spot. It's nothing new for him. I mean, the outlet passes are just a thing of beauty. You know, it, it felt like it's something that could have been overstated when you first got him. But you really do see it when he plays. Like, he, you're going to see it. You're going to see it when he plays. That's It's crazy. Once or twice, at least. And those things end up making such a huge difference, man. And it's, uh, it's always a matchup thing with Kevin Love. And in game one, you saw there's an opening whether it's even off the bench to replace Zeller's minutes at the very least or to start. And I, I almost expected him to come off the bench before um, coming in as a starter, but I really like it. Like Aaron Gordon is not going to necessarily take advantage of love over and over again, off the dribble. That's not really his game. Um, he was get he was getting all those uh, easy baskets with the heat switching off ball or with the cross matches in transition. None of that stuff was there today. Kevin Love was a big part of that and really, that was the biggest difference between this game and last game, right? Was the way that they started off. And to your point, I just think that's huge against this Nuggets team. And, you know, man, I still can't believe like how damn good that zone has looked against the Nuggets. Right. Um, They've, they've created some good looks out of it, but the way that they do it, where a lot of the times it's starting off with them pressing kind of three, three quarters of the court, and then they get into their zone. And it's like, it's a shape shifting zone, once it gets into the half court, it's it's not a, um, it's not a static two three zone. And man, I, it's just shout out to my guy AJ. Man, um, it's it's insane to watch them do what they do, and some of these tactics still working against a team that's going to diagnose you and beat you down over and over on offense, like the Nuggets. I, I I'm going all over the place right now. They did a way better job starting this game off. Kevin Love was a huge part of that.
3: And to that point about Kevin Love and seeing the defense show up more than you thought uh, you might, he had two steals tonight. He hasn't had two steals in any game dating all the way back to April 11th in the playing against Atlanta. I just you know perused here and saw that that didn't happen at all. So he was definitely active that way, 10 rebounds. He's a guy that feels like no matter what, he's going to just fall his way into five or six rebounds. So um, I think that that was huge as well. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about without the, throughout this game. Uh, I want to get into the stuff that they did against Jokic. I think that there's some things to talk about with our shooting and how much of it was the Heat getting to what they wanted to get to versus Denver um, playing any different defense. But before we do any of that, and yes, Alex and Caleb both battling out sick, one in Miami, one in Denver. We have a bunch of guts-filled performances from everyone Want to tell you about another one of our great sponsors, and that is a big heat fan himself. And it's mortgagebyarash.com. 954 651 2057 is the phone number. You're seeing the website on your screen if you're watching us live. And what do you need to know about Mortgage by Arash? You're going to get a quick purchase covered. Competitive rates, down payment options as low as 3%, fast closing, most in less than 20 days, if you can believe that. Credit scores starting at 620, so you can get in there with a first-time homeowner's program available or borrower assistance programs available to help with down payment and closing costs. So if you need your mortgage needs covered, go to Mortgage by Arash. That's mortgagebyarash.com, 954-651-2057. Tell them five on the floor and five reasons sports sent you. Talk heat with our fellow heat fan. Uh, Again, that's mortgagebyarash.com. So I'm going to say this, a big takeaway that I had from this game, and we are going to read comments to close here as we go, but uh, we're not closing anytime soon. So this is the thing that I want to talk about next. Um, Am I wrong to say that tonight it looked like if you're shooting well, that sometimes if the Nuggets appear to be struggling defensively, it impacts them offensively. Brady, true or false?
4: I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, in any game, I feel like when shots are going in, you have to keep inbounding the ball and taking it out of the bucket. That's that's one of the hardest things to do. Uh, but it definitely did. Like, I feel like they uh, – I mean, credit to Miami, because I don't even want to say that it was, like, the opposite of game one where it was like, oh, well, the Denver just didn't play well because Miami just threw a bunch of stuff at them. Like, let's even start with the – originally, uh, I said before the game, because it was – they were going to go one of two ways with the Kevin Love thing. It was either – throw him at Jokic and then send Bam helping off Aaron Gordon. Well, the second one was like, let Kevin Love help off Aaron Gordon, but Bam, stay, keep Bam on Jokic, but then throw Jimmy at Jamal Murray and just have Jimmy and Bam hound the two-man action of Jamal Murray and Jokic. And it was like, that can do some things. Like, that's what we saw at that point where it was like, Love uh, can be willing and can kind of get into the rebounds. They don't have any problems on the offensive rebounding side of things. So, it was like, that looked good. And they they stumped them there. And then obviously we talked about the zone. Like there was different things they could do. Uh, but to your point about the offensive stuff, and then kind of bleeding into that, I just thought Miami's game plan offensively was it was similar to game one because they got great looks, but like that's why there was not worry about them offensively. The big topic is the stuff they did defensively against them, like the fact that they just said Jokic, Yo, you go score, and we're not gonna worry about that. Like, even I'm not even a base stats person on here, but like looking at Jokic 41 points and four assists will tell you right away how this game went. Like, they literally just look at the stat line because they just kind of let him do his thing. And he was – it wasn't like they were just letting him free. Like, Jokic was hitting some tough shots. Like, Bam was right there. Like, Bam is battling with him this entire game and down the stretch, and he's hitting tough shots. Uh, but they took away the passes. And then when he's in the zone, it's just such a unique zone that it's like even if you are staying home on Jokic or even if you decide you're going to stay home on shooters, they're just everywhere. Like, they don't – they have principles – but then they're able to just freelance in a way where they just kind of just go with the flow and it just works. Uh, so that was just an interesting part. But I got, I just thought the way that Miami went about their offense in terms of like starting out the game, they're like, okay, every time Max is going to screen, he's going to slip and Jimmy's just drawing attention. So we can talk about Jimmy and not being aggressive, or all this stuff. I just thought the way that Jimmy was drawing attention, kind of turned their offense around early in the game. And we saw that late. So it was kind of the way that he was drawing to somebody was hedging over like different things like that. So, definitely those things are going to bleed into each other. And I thought that's kind of the one thing, Greg, to to Miami's points, they never seem to have that issue. Like I haven't seen in this playoff run where it was like, where their shots like it blends into the other side of the floor. Like that's why I always talk about like mental stability. Like they've had that uh, just throughout this playoff run. But the last thing I'll say, I just want to throw in the fact in terms of of things I noticed in this game. I just think it's funny how all year or however long we've been talking about this E team, we've talked about the Jimmy Bates. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons
1: Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German engineered blades made in their own factory so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollar trial set for just three bucks again don't pay too much and get too little same is true of shaving as nba transactions harrys.com backslash five for your three dollar trial set
4: with Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at chime.com/build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or
0: Stride Bank N.A., members of FDIC. Results may vary. See chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com/disclosures for details.
4: combination and we talk about their two-man game and the way they fit in and then obviously we see them leading this team to an NBA finals and being in this situation but I look down the stretch when things got tight they just run a Jimmy Bam pick and roll over and over and over and it took them home it took them home in an NBA finals game for a win late in the game Bam comes up sets the screen Jimmy flows into a pull-up big shot like a big shot that they needed that Jimmy came through with uh and then now it was I think at this point it was a three-point game under a minute to go same thing, Jimmy Bam pick and roll. Jimmy kind of draws two. He throws a late pass to Bam. Bam gets fouled, goes to the line, and extends the lead to five. But it was just like over and over they continually go to this action that we talked about that had like no business working in the past in the regular season. So it's just funny to see how everything comes full circle. I thought that the way that that game ended on a defensive stop
3: is so Miami Heat basketball. I love that. I um Clutch game. Clutch game. The fact that it got down to that we all should have known that that was coming. Even when the heat kind of created some separation, you knew Denver and Jamal Murray, who ended up rounding out the game. And actually, if you look throughout all these guys, I mean, I will say this, Michael Porter jr. Was two of seven from three, I think in game one, um, and two of 11 from the field in total. He was two of eight tonight, one of six from three. I could be off on his three-point shooting in game one. So that's interesting to watch. Porter Jr. has been a guy who hasn't killed them yet. Caldwell Pope didn't either, Um, and they still stayed with the eight deep, Alex. I think that Spolstra showed today that he made adjustments, and I'm interested with what Malone is going to do differently going forward. Uh, against this team because this was a game where the heat played it on their terms which was not the case in game one and then the adjustments that spolstra made ended up working out quickly from you what do you think malone may deploy in game three that could be different than what we saw tonight to try to mitigate um the The way that Jokic was essentially made to be a scorer by design? Is it essentially just Jokic has to play better and find those seams like he did in game one? Um Or do you see something schematically they could do differently?
2: Yeah, the schematic part, I'm not sure, because they already mix in so many things. And I that's don't true. think, I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic next game got up like 15 shots instead of, what was it that he got up tonight, 28? Yeah, 28 shots. Like that's, it's such a win. And it's just funny to think of like, you're letting the two-time MVP who a lot of people are saying is maybe the best player in the league. And you're letting him get to 41 points, not letting him, but you want him to get to 41 points. And the fact that you're saying that and taking 28 shots, it just speaks to how good of a passer and playmaker he is. And it's ultimately a win. The fact that you held him to four assists and got him to take 28 shots, that means you took him out of his game. And that was kind of what I was worried about uh, after game one is, How are you going to take these guys out of their game? How are you going to make them uncomfortable? You you mean Bam is is in in, in the man situations is constantly at the top of the key trying to guard Jokic. You know, obviously the zone addresses that because it keeps Bam closer to the rim. But even when they're in man, I I just think they really did a much better job of being more solid on defense tonight. They were just very on point. um, And they took Jokic out of his game and made him uncomfortable by making him into a score. It's so much easier said than done because everybody is saying, make him into a score, make him into a score. How do you do that? How do you do that? And the heat mm-hmm. showed you how tonight. Um, I, I can't wait to rewatch this game tomorrow, maybe tonight, just because, <laughs> you know, you got that energy right now after the oh, win. Yeah. But but um just to see deeper into how they did that, because like probably every team is saying that, right? To, like turn them into a score. When you have a talent like Bam and a coach like Spo. You know, and obviously just some of the defensive personnel you have, you know, you can do some things. And the love thing obviously helped a lot with that. Um, But, you know, you got the job done tonight. Murray still had a good game, but he didn't, you know, he he had a good game, but he didn't destroy you. Like I feel like, you know, he did it last game. You know, he took 15 shots, not necessarily a dominant game for him. And I I think you like that. I think you you rather have Jokic being the one taking twice as many shots as Murray. And then like you mentioned – uh, Leif, with uh, with KCP and Porter not killing you, the game plan worked out tonight. You had your big three-point shooting game, and then their best shooters weren't doing their thing. And look, uh, another night where the Heat didn't necessarily get to the rim a lot, I still would like to see more from Jimmy in that aspect. He, he came in clutch at the end. You know, you give him credit for that. Heat finished with um, only 11 attempts at the rim. But, hey, they did what they needed to with all those jump shots they took. They took 34 from three. And 32 in the mid-range. So just a huge, giant, I mean, the overwhelming majority of their shots were were jump shots. What did and, they shoot
3: from the mid-range? Do you have that there?
2: Yeah, 14 of 32, which is about 44%, which is okay. Yeah. That's decent. And then, you know, they shot 50% from three. That's, that's a pretty good game plan, man. That's a that's a pretty good game plan, I'd say. But overall, man, I think tonight was thematic of what you've seen in a lot of the playoff wins in this run, specifically. Um Sorry, I'm still <laughs> I'm still going through it here. Excuse me. The theme of this playoff run has been these team wins, man, these team efforts, right? Outside of the spectacular Jimmy games that you saw early on, it's just another team effort tonight. Gabe, Max, Duncan, Love, all these guys came through. Bam, once again, who is on track to be finals MVP right now. Like, just an amazing team effort to be able to survive a game where, like I said, the MVP scores 41 in, in normal in normal situations. You don't want the MVP to score 41 in the finals game. And that's not usually a win on top of that. The Nuggets shoot 52% from the field and 39 from three at home. Just
3: about to say
2: like, that's not usually like a formula for a win. This is a overall. bad
3: game for Denver. I think everyone should keep the perspective of that's how good Denver is offensively that the heat mm-hmm. feel like they got a win and did some things but- to, to slow them down. And they still shoot those types of percentages.
2: I, I, it's crazy to me that, you know, it felt like a game where, like I said, they, they, they really had a good offensive game and the Heat kept not only kept up, but kind of outpaced them on offense. Like overall offensive rating, the Heat put up 129 points for 100 possessions to 126 for the Nuggets. So both very good. Yeah. You know, the Heat outpaced them. And then in the half court, outpaced them by 14 points.
3: That's huge. So before we close here, um, one more of our great sponsors and it was uh a perfect segue because there was leaky defense on the part of the Denver Nuggets tonight as you saw guys like uh Bam Adebayo get loose and you saw Gabe Vincent get loose y'all know who I'm telling you about next water cleanup of florida When a disaster strikes in your home or business, who do you need to go to? You need to go to Water Cleanup of South Florida for any of your disaster issues. They even can come in and find any leaks that you may have. If you can't find where it's coming from, you holler at Water Cleanup of Florida. They'll take care of you. 954-579-0356. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team are prepared to handle all sites, All types and sizes of leak detection issues or damage, uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're fully licensed, insured, certified, one-stop shop to do all of this stuff that a busy homeowner or business owner may need. Service areas include Miami Broward and Palm Beach County. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Again, that's 954-579-0356 or visit their website, wcufl.com. Check out all of the Google reviews over 70 plus five-star reviews, water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts and this Miami heat team had the guts. We talked about a lot of guys that had the guts, Brady. I want um, to ask you about what your thoughts are on Jimmy Butler's night in total. Um, And do you think that where do you see Jim, Jimmy going next I guess as we uh shift the series back to Miami I don't want to take too much of our content for our off days but I'm just interested from game 1 to game 2 the progression you saw the things that you uh think that he did well and what that may be a pr- precursor to going forward
4: Yeah so I said the first thing I thought he did well like I just thought he drew attention enough early in the game and got them the looks that they wanted it was just funny to me that he talked like by the way, between game one and two, we were talking about this before the show, that it literally felt like three weeks to me. Like, it felt like – this felt like the longest break ever. But in that longest break, Jimmy was sitting there talking game after game or, or press conference after press conference about needing to be more aggressive, coming out and setting a tone and all this stuff. And he comes out, and it was pretty much the same thing. Like, it was not much of him attacking the basket. There was not much of that. It was just pretty much less pull-up jumpers, it felt like, than game one. He just was just like a steady diet of it uh i mean it's okay at the time being in the beginning of a game when the other guys have a flow but the times when it was a problem was when there was like the 40 to 13 nuggets run and you have a lineup it's funny because it came full circle because the kyle duncan minutes ended up being amazing after what they did in the fourth quarter some terrible minutes from them in the first half like that lineup was absolutely atrocious in that first half offensively and one of the reasons was when they got killed in the non-Jokic minutes was because they just pretty much got flattened out with all the switches. Like the Nuggets on that lineup said, we're just going to switch everything. You're not going to find the gaps on pull-ups. You're not going to find the shots that Gabe and Max just found. Uh, and in that slot of time, Jimmy needs to be Jimmy. Jimmy needs to say, okay, well, if you're just going to switch everything, I'm going to mismatch hunt or I'm going to do this and get to the rim. He needs to find counters. It felt like he just wasn't on ball enough. And we would probably, if they lost this game, be talking about that a lot more because they just there's going to become a time in this series where – you're not going to be able to survive that probably. Like you have to be able to just do enough in those minutes of time. If they're going to throw that at you. Um, and in that third quarter, even like when we were sitting there saying like they need to make their punch now, like they, they're in range. It really wasn't Jimmy again. Like it was kind you're of right. just, a, it was a really just quiet Jimmy game in terms of even like on the ball, like it felt like I'd have to go back and look where he was positioned on the court. Cause I feel like a lot of the time I wasn't even realizing where he was standing on the court. If he was in the corner or the poker spot or whatever, uh, but still, at the end of the day, just shout out to Alex. They were they were pretty much still, even when he was off ball, giving him attention. And I think that's the big thing. And that's why you have to credit a lot of the role guys on this team because they have the space right now and they're taking advantage of it and they're doing that type of stuff. So the question is, can those shots win them the games necessary the rest of the series? Like, Can, can that put them over the map? That's the big question because I'm still unsure of that, but I've been unsure of that. I feel like we've all been unsure of that for a long time and they still just find ways to grind out wins over and over. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I guess they just have to just keep taking what the defense is giving them. Um, but the real question is, is just how they defend it. Because the last thing I'll say is I remember before the series, I kept saying how pocket passes are going to be the the biggest thing in this series. And you look at what Kyle did in that, in that fourth quarter, you see the passes that Duncan and Max have been making Jimmy, it's been a little different because they're not really forcing him to make pocket passes, but even in those slots he's been making. And that's why bam's been so effective. Uh, It's all just about the way they defend him. And if they keep throwing these similar looks at him, Jimmy's going to need at some point to take advantage. So I guess we'll see what happens. And the last, the last, last thing I'll say is we haven't talked a lot about Caleb and credit to me and Alex kind of being on the sicker side and and Caleb being on that as well. So we'll give him a pass. I just think it's hilarious that he still somehow in every big game, like hit some big shot in the clutch in the corner. Like it's the same situation every single game. He just does that. I think that was his only field goal. Like he just – there's something about that that – you talk about guts with Gabe Vincent. How about guts, guts for Caleb Martin?
3: Cannot agree more. Uh, Heat Vols, shout out for the $1.99, says drink some fireball for that um, uh, throat Yuck. and that cough that you got there, Alex. So um, hopefully Alex continues to get better before the homestand because the Heat now travel back to Miami with the series 1-1. I just have to say – for this team to go up there and get a total team victory against such a juggernaut of a per, uh, of an opponent, we have one more comment from Johnny that I want to shout out. Thank you for the donation too. He says Wilbon just said Denver is the better, more talented team. That's what they're going to talk about. What Denver didn't I've do, that and what Miami did do, we've every heard that every series. We don't care. Here That's they come. Makes this thing special, man. They come to Miami one one. So the Heat now uh, control the series in the way that it's played from a from a location perspective, in that they can, if they control home court, they protect home court. Got to win both shape. But it's just we know now that they're like I, I think we can put to bed the narrative, even if the national media wants to keep saying it. I'm putting it to bed that this is a, a series of two teams, one of which is overmatched put that and dead that because these two teams, when you get on this stage and the way the Miami heat's playing is an absolute wall to wall team, you're seeing guys do stuff you don't expect from them, but then you start to kind of expect it from them because you can't believe it's happening game over game. This group is special. So we're excited that we got to go through uh, the reaction to game two. Alex, final thoughts
2: Leif, They outscored them by 11 in the fourth quarter in Denver after not winning a game there for seven years or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just unreal, man. Again, like we've said all playoff run, without Tyler Hero as the eighth seed, you know, and now with Jimmy Butler not playing like Jimmy Butler. And again, like, he, he still made his mark, even though the scoring has been rough in this finals. He's doing other things, of course. I'm not trying to, you know, crap on him. I'm just saying, you know, with Jimmy playing at this level, which is, you know, not really where you would think he would need to be for the Heat to be tied in this series right now or to even be here. They're doing just every time you think, oh, well, maybe maybe the Cinderella run is going to get curbed here. Maybe it's over. You know, they didn't win game one like they did every other series. Nope, they're right on track. Like you mentioned at the top of the show, they've lost every game one, uh, you know, when they ended up winning the championship. So, hey, they're right on track. They did what they needed to. You have to win both at home. Whether you went down tonight, 0-2 or whether you tied it up, I was gonna say that. I think it's so important because of that home court advantage they have. You 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 stole it from them. But it doesn't matter now if you end up giving one of these back. Of course, it's easier said than done. I'm not trying to get them ahead of, ahead of myself. You want to win every game, but it's so important now to you know win these games at home after being undefeated at home, leading into that Celtic series. Then they lost two in a row at home. After what they did last year, losing three in a row at home. That you're mean, in the damn finals. You are in the damn finals. Not only that, you're healthy this time, and you might be healthier next game with Tyler Hero potentially coming back and making a debut at home. This is the time. This is the time. You have to take advantage and win both games. Put yourself in that position. And it's just harder to say anything else than that. Like, other than that, I would play more Highsmith and less Zeller. Shout out to him. He's trying. He's really trying. No more. appreciate that. you, big handsome, but. You know, I, that's that's pretty much all I've got other than that. I've, I've had enough of
3: Cody Zeller for a bit. I think that um, I might not be the only one there, but we'll see what happens. You know what? They still got to split Cody Zeller um, in the mix there and still finished a bucket, and, you know, um, he makes people feel him. So everybody contributed, and that's the theme of tonight's game. Thank you for joining us. I want to shout out our sponsors, Insurance by Lynette. That's A-Aggressive Insurance. Uh, mortgagebyarash.com, and also Water Cleanup of Florida. uh, WCUFL.com is the website for them. Uh, Thank you to Brady and Alex, Manny Chang on the ones and twos. We'll have you covered for the rest of this series. Ethan will be heading back to Miami, and we'll have you covered at the arena for all of the proceedings as we get into the uh, home stretch of this series. And I'll just say this. When Tyler Hero hops off that bench to get in that game, That arena is going to go crazy, and that's going to be a prime moment that I can't wait to see. Um, Shout out to Arlene, VP, saying thank you. We appreciate all of our viewers and our listeners. Miami gets game two, ties the series 1-1, the NBA Finals. Pat Riley always said, the NBA Finals, a series doesn't start until the home team loses. The home team lost. The The series series has started, started, late. Peace out.
4: feels like progress.
2: The Chime credit builder visa credit cards
4: is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.